2: So uh, last year they were. Let me let me get it up. They were <laughs> the eleventh best Supercoach scoring side um, and the seventh best uh, defensive side Supercoach was. So they were sort of mid table, weren't? Too terrible, weren't that bad, um, but not that great either. Uh, they pretty, pretty good
1: considering every single game I was a so, away yeah. game. Yeah,
2: you got to give them. you got to give them. The You've got to f- give them a
1: little bit of credit there. Hundred
2: percent. The strength of scale shithouse, um, and we'll, we've talked about this at length, the, the final strength of schedule 21 to 24 is 8th, it's not great, um, which was it like it was a really, look, it, it disappointed me because I was really big on some of these, um, these high ceiling guys until I saw the strength of schedule
1: it, 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 it is worth noting, like if your final is in round 25 for some ridiculous reason, they do play the Titans, yeah. so that is one thing but most people have their finals in round 24 and they play the Panthers and that quite nullifies any attacking upside you've got
2: yeah yeah Um, Gaines obviously SJ back to the club that's massive Ash Taylor has been upgraded to uh, a full contract they've got Jesse Arthurs as well off contract uh, CHT is off contract Matt Lodge has a player option for 23. Uh, Montoya, Jack Murphy, Cody Nicarima as well. Cody Nicarima is really interesting. We'll talk about him soon. And Joseph Vega's got a player option in 23. There's a few questions about the lineup here, Guru. I mean, you've obviously got the centers. I think Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey will be there. I'm just not sure about the the, uh, the edges that they'll play. If I was just going to fucking take a pick, I would say Rocco Berry's on the right. Um, but it's the six. It's the six jersey that's the really big one for me. I thought Cody Nicarima was superb in the uh, in the All-Stars game. I think that probably puts his nose ahead to get that that jersey. What's your thoughts?
3: Yeah, ju- ju- just on the sentence before we get to that, there's another guy there that I really like. His name's uh, Vele. He, uh, yeah, okay. he played last year, and look, it, it, he wasn't overly impressive. He was very green at that point. I just think with another preseason under his belt, uh, I mean, he, he he played 80 minutes in the first week. He scored uh, 23. He played 50 minutes in the week after. He scored 31. So far from impressive. But if you go onto my Instagram page and you just have a look at some highlights I put up there, he absolutely carved it in the Queensland Cup last year. He was incredible for Redcliffe. So he's one to keep an eye on. I know that Peter O'Sullivan signed him from uh, Rugby Sevens, went really hard at him thinking that he wouldn't get him, managed to get him, and he was stoked with himself. So... Just keep an eye on that kid. I wouldn't be surprised if, honestly, over the next three weeks in the trials, he becomes a guy that we're all talking Ooh. about all of a sudden, but definitely one for your Mate, black book. Him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one that I sort of had penciled in as my 17th, 16th pick, but I think uh, I'm going to have to go a little bit earlier in my comp because I've sort of sprogged myself publicly about mm-hmm. this fella. So I uh, just wanted to keep an eye on there. I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps in over Pompey or Rocco Berry. Uh, as far as the six goes... Um, such a weird situation you've also got ash taylor mm. who's been thrown in there and for me you know i look at the two names you got there chanel harris tavita um and nikarima i mean there was no reason for them to give ash taylor a contract so that sort of says something to me um it's not like they needed a six it wasn't like they didn't have a fucking six so i i, I is, think it, ash- is it is
1: it though is it a bit of cover because we all know sj's injury history
3: Maybe, but are you not going to – I mean, you have got Nick Arima in the building. I, I don't know. I I, mm. I understand where you're coming from. I just – I don't know. It, I wouldn't be surprised if Ash Taylor's there round one, to be honest with you. I looked at their team. I, I, I didn't think that Chanel Harris-Tavita was uh, sensational in the All-Stars game. He played no. his role, but he I, I don't think he did enough to probably cement himself as the six for the Warriors. And I know for a fact that was their plan last year, for him to always be the six. He sort of fell off at the back end. It looks like Nick has been a little bit out of favour there the last year or so, the way they've utilised him and, and his his versatility might be his own worst enemy, realistically. Um, I, I honestly think this is a three-way race between Chanel, Nico and Ash Taylor and I personally think one trials will decide it, but I also think Sean Johnson will decide it. Yeah. I think
1: Sean Johnson will have the last final say, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm honest. But like, it's... It's going to come down to who, he, who he's most comfortable playing with. I think the way that Sean Johnson's game has gravitated towards that more general role rather than that, that flashy, almost like a Cody Nicarima type of player, it probably it might lean itself more towards Cody Nicarima being, um, being the foil in this case.
3: Well, mate, personally, I'd love to see Nicarima play nine. I'm, I'm a bit dumb with Wade Egan, to be honest with you. Uh, I'd love to see Nicarima at nine, Sean Johnson at seven, and then like Ash Taylor and Chanel fight it out for the six, and if if the Warriors are able to get the very best out of Ash Taylor, fuck it, to make them an interesting side. Just him playing second fiddle with not a heap of pressure on him, just playing mm. eyes up, it, it could be anything.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah. then you've got then you got Jazz Tavaiga, who years ago was one of the great options at um at hooker and five and Um sorry, and second row. He's he's, he's not dead. even worth it, not even worth a look anymore. He's gone.
2: Yeah, he's gone. He can't do it because the big. The big man on the scene at the moment is Josh Curran. Uh, yeah. He's a fantastic player. it played really good in the All-Stars as well. Uh, no doubt he starts the year at 13. What do you think, Iguru, once Tohu comes back, he probably pushes into the back row and Katoa goes to the bench?
3: Uh, yeah, potentially. I, I, I think Katoa goes to the bench regardless, uh, but I think it just depends whether they play Tohu at 13 or on an edge. Yep. I think that depends on how Curran goes. I think Curran's got the upside ability to push Tohu into the second row. But realistically, I mean, off the dome, they were kind of doing that last year already, weren't they? They were both sort of floating between the roles. So, um, yeah, I can't see... Katoa's going to have to have a huge six or eight weeks before Tohu gets back to hold that spot. And consistency hasn't been Katoa's friend. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I had a mate that made a really good point the other day. He sort of said, oh, you know, like, yeah, Katoa's probably really impressive in pre-season, but when they start doing contact, mate, the go the guy goes down lot, lot, like a bag of shit so fucking often. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes during trials. Maybe he's turned it all around. Hopefully he has. But uh, yeah, I, I think you'll always see Aitken and Josh Curran in the second row with the potential Josh Curran being third day and then Tohu Harris in the second row when he returns. Can I ask you this? When do you start to look at Tohu?
2: Yeah... I mean, like I've said it a million times, I do have a blanket rule with guys coming back from ACLs. So I just don't draft them.
1: If you, if you know that he's coming back at, hook, at, um, at lock, I think I'm more interested. If he's, on, if he's on an edge, I think the fact that he's coming back from an ACL, possibly needing to be a bit more left to right rather than straightforward. I'm not looking at him as, as hard. His, but his got, he's got the that, second row pretty right. impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's he's yeah. an impressive second roller, but uh, I don't know. Um, round four for me is your list.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not even looking at him, to be honest. I, yeah. I just have that rule. I just don't. I'll, I'll let someone else take him. And look, if he comes out, you know, he comes back from his injury and he just brains it, I'll just go, yeah, look, fuck, good call, good draft. But I'm just not going to be that guy that gets him. Yeah, no,
1: fish. And shout. the problem is you're not going to know until like round 12 whether you you made the right choice because he's going to have probably four games to get back to performance.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um all right, statistical stacks here. Walker, g- give me a heads up. Like there's a few here that that sort of arouse me. I love uh Sean Johnson Into DWZ. I think Hello. And that's an easy stack yeah. that you can get over the range, mm. very attainable there. And I think there's, they're going to link up a lot. Um, even you know, Sean Johnson and Reese Walsh. I think you can still get that over the line in in your drafts. But what do the stats say?
1: The stats say stay away. Um, so they've got <laughs> they've they've got no players with a with a finals of schedule over eighth position. So positionally, they're a little bit screwed. It's those it's those players that can play out of their skin. So your Walsh's, your SJ's and those type of players that um, that could do big things against more difficult opponents. Players like DWZ, um, I think he he's he's an excellent, excellent option. A buy low at the start of the season and sell high mid-season. So he's definitely a bit of trade bait and a guy that you can upsell later on. Similar to, um, and we've spoken about it a few times, is similar to yeah. Um where you buy him has a great start to the season. In this case, DWZ's coming off a pretty low season. He's gone on to to a wing where I think he's going to to get a lot of good ball from SJ. And I think, yeah, he's going to be in a lot of opportunities to score some decent points.
2: Guru, thoughts?
3: yeah no i i I don't mind those obviously the uh strength of schedule is a little bit worrying There, i i obviously had last year uh dwz and reese walsh in my side and um there was games where it was sensational but when they weren't Mm -hmm. waking up it it was a bit of a shit fight just just be aware with reese walsh you know he's a great player i love him but he can go very very quiet there's a there's a few games where he did go quiet last year. I obviously watched him very closely. I was very high on him all year. And there was a, there was also a lot of games where he really got himself out of a shit score late with some garbage points. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at it, 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 it it's a 64-point average. Um, there's a couple of are games you, where he plays reduced minutes that people will take out of the average and boost it up a little bit. But I, I, Are I, you
2: worried about him with all these whispers and shit happening uh, going on about him? Not, you know, wanting to be a warrior, you know, next year. And, you know, the well, Sharks... Not,
1: certainly... not necessarily not wanting to be a warrior, just not wanting to move to New Zealand.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty confident this will be his last year at the Warriors. So, yeah. um, do you think that Do you, think, it it's,
1: it, do you think it's Redcliffe?
3: Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident it's Redcliffe. I, I, I wouldn't take Brisbane out of the piece, um, yeah. but uh, I think it's more than likely going to be Brisbane. I think it also depends on... Who else appears? I'll be shocked if one of Cody Nikorima or Reese Walsh isn't playing for the Dolphins. Um, I think you'll see Matty Lodge up there as well, if, if I had to guess, obviously. Um, Matt Lodge's wife is Peter O'Sullivan's daughter, um, so that's how he's ended up in New Zealand in the first place, so I wouldn't be shocked at all if they end up uh, back up in Brisbane or in that general area. And uh, also
2: Wayne and Matt Lodge have a pretty
3: good connection as well. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, sure. and Wayne and Nicarima have a pretty good connection as well. Um and I think Wayne would be able to bond really easily with Reese Walsh as both were brushed to the side by Brisbane. So mm. I just yeah, 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 yeah. And then Peter O'Sullivan is the link just between all of them. Um if you see Reese Walsh play Origin this year, it's I don't know if he will or not or if he'll be in the squad, but once again Similar I to the that was a
1: bone edge fucking thing that Nathan Brown came up came out and yeah, said yeah fucking ridiculous fuck he's yeah. a dickhead
3: but
2: if he ends think, up I in... actually think Walsh is going to be a trap this year I was really big on him earlier on um, and you know things that have come up and I've looked more into it and and you know obviously the strength of schedule plays a part as well um, I think he's a trap I, I I'm not going near him. I think, as su- such a young guy with all this talk of contracts and where he's going to go, and obviously doesn't like being in New Zealand, they're obviously going to go back there at some point this year. Not, I not, think this, it,
1: not this year; it's been postponed.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I just think there's too much going on for a young footballer that you know you'd be naive to think that it's not going to affect his football.
3: And mate, he is honestly he like he can go sub forty. So easily, and I, mm-hmm. I think that unless you had him last year and you watched him really closely, you're probably not as aware of it. I he's mean, still in his last
1: what yeah. ten games, yeah,
2: he's 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 a massive worry for yeah. me. Yeah, staying away
1: with all the with all the talk about like Lodge being a bit unsettled, possibly being moved on. Aaron Panay coming from the Storm, great system. Um, Do you think he gets a start, probably prob- possibly over a Foa or? I think if I has done enough to to warrant that front row spot. What, what are your thoughts, Guru?
3: Yeah, oh, I think he will feature in the side at some point. I don't know if it's going to be round one, but I think when he does feature, uh, he won't fall out of that team again. I'm tipping Penay to have a big breakout season. I, I think he could be one of the buys of the season this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is a he's, he's a big boy and my God, he's a good front row and I'm surprised and, and I know that the Storm are kicking themselves, kicking themselves that um that he's not going to be there. I mean, it's a bit of a saving grace that they were able to keep Nas, um, but um, I think mean, the loss of Bromwich is going to be pretty big for him.
3: Yeah, it's interesting times at Melbourne. They've obviously got this young um, um, Jack Hallworth that's uh, he, he's mm. going to step into that mm. role, but. I have no doubt they're regretting letting go of Penne.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you came out as soon as he was signed. They'll regret this.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Well, boys, with the Warriors, is there anybody else to talk about? I love that Panay call. That's a nice little black book there. We're all big on DWZ. Um, look, we're staying away from Walsh. Sean Johnson, fuck, what do we think there, Kuru? I mean, my heart says I want him in my team, but it's, it's a
1: my bit... telling me no.
2: <laughs> danger, baby, danger yeah. zone.
3: Yeah, no, nah, he's probably one that I'll leave this year. Um, I personally think that... He will go a little bit too too early in every draft. I think that there will be someone in every draft that gets lured into the old Sean Johnson Warriors uh, sort of narrative.
1: Oh, so I, think I mean, I mean, I mean, Natty, Natty was was pulled into that. Um, I'm
2: I'm actually proper in the narrative. I'm living that narrative. I'm because I sort of went down a, a deep dark hole in his social media, sort of like picking out, just trying to get some sort of traction on why I should draft. Sean Johnson, I got really caught up in all the posts that he was really happy, and and you know, and I'm thinking in my head, oh, that means he's gonna have a really good season. So I, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, but in saying that, I am cautious about the injuries. H- history. We
1: we both with the physio, and like Brian, Brian is the biggest fanboy of SJ, and he said he's not looking at him, and he's almost put the red sharpie through him, and that's big. That is, and and coming from coming from Brian, that's fucking huge. And look, I. I, I haven't gone against him before and I'm not going to do it this time
3: nah, I can't believe you, that you're you shot no. down Kiri telling me that he, he's a guy that's matured and might not be as super coach relevant but you're fucking keen on Sean Johnson
2: you, you just got to keep up bro keep <laughs> up with me I'm all over the shop son hey I'm this way I'm that way I'm fucking my head's on a scribble Guru,
1: Guru you got to understand with Matty he, he takes the sputter gun approach um, something's going <laughs> to yeah. stick at some point
3: <laughs> mate, I
2: just love. It. I just love. Making I, I live there. Don't worry about that.
3: People,
1: <laughs> you take, take enough shots at the dark, but something's gonna hit
2: big time. And I'm all about when you got a platform, you got a podcast and a page and stuff. I really like making calls that are upset people, and they can come back at me and give me shit. I love. I mean, it. At, at, at the end of the drama.
1: day, at the end of the day, we're we're here to have an opinion, here to make calls, and look that narrative. It's it, it is hard not to get swept up in it.
2: Yeah, but. In saying that, it is it is a big worry, and to be honest, br- talking to Brian did, you know, sit me back in my, in my chair a little bit, and I was like, all right, maybe I fucking need to cool the jets a little bit here.
3: Can well, I, boys? Let's can, let's. can I just throw one last thing out with the Warriors? Talk to me. Who who do you think from the Warriors will be the first guy that gets drafted? Will it be? A Reese Walsh and SJ. Will it be Aitken? Will it be Curran? Will someone go and add in Fanua Blake for some upside? Who, who do you reckon it'll be in most comps?
1: I think it's well, Curran. No, nah, I think Walsh goes first. I think there's oh, going yeah. well, to be people. I
3: was leaning towards Aitken. Aiken's fucking second row scores are pretty damn impressive. Small thing.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm I'm huge on Aiken, and I'd be drafting Aiken ahead of Walsh. But but there's going to be people out in every draft who are going to be Higher on Walsh Because he's Because he's fullback Because they've seen What he can do They've seen his eyelashes It is There's a lot of things To, to go ahead
2: Personally I'm taking Curran
1: No I'd, 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 I'd go I'd go I'd go either worries. I'd go either Karen or Aiken. I think Aiken Because of the um The duel And I think he can get him A bit cheaper than Curran But not that Much worse
2: Yeah What about you Guru Who are you drafting first In this Warriors side
3: Well mate I, I, I think there's a lot of upside In um Aiken, to be honest with you, have a look through his scores in the second row, and you know what? They aren't a huge sample size, but I wouldn't say they're it's terribly small. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven games. One of them was injury affected. Uh, take out the injury affected one. I mean, his lowest score is 44. He went 128, 89, 74, 69. I just think there's upside in uh, you, you and Aiken, especially now with the preseason actually playing the position instead of. Learning it on the fly, and you know, without does he
2: run off SJ's hip?
3: Well, if, if, if he does, I I think Aitken becomes the guy. To be
1: honest with you,
2: yeah, that that's a that's a really big one for me. If he's running off SJ's hip, that mind, really mind you,
1: him. mind you, we were big on Nakora for that very reason.
2: Yeah, that's true. And how did how did
1: Nakora go? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like a...
2: Busted ass, didn't so you? we
1: just need we just need to take like yes I agree I think Stop being so his,
2: sensible Wooker we're trying to get swept up in fucking you and Aiken
1: don't hey I'm drinking the Kool Aid I'm <laughs> I, I'm all about Aiken but we just gotta <laughs> we just gotta balance it balance it yeah, with nah. some actual facts I That's reckon got, you could
3: here, I I reckon you could go to five different draft competitions and you get five different names as the top warrior that could be drafted yeah. 100 percent it's, it's wild
1: it's and 100%. some of, and a lot of them will be SJ.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Let's move on to the West Tigers, the last team of the Black Book. Um. So the Tigers. The Tigers. So, have the... so we just
1: we're we just going to finish the pod now. Then.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, there's a couple of names here. No, no, no. I play. I
3: play. Your boy I'm... Dane Laurie. We'll cover him. Don't. I worry. thought he was about to call uh, Renault for Tony as a get on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Wooker runs his own
2: race. Um, so Tigers, ta- final strength of schedule, 10th, but they actually have a really good strength of schedule season long, so that's something to take into consideration. Gains, Jackson Hastings is a big one. I'm sure we'll talk about him at length in, in this podcast. Tyrone PG is another really good gain for them. Off contract, no one really of note there. Um, last year, look, what did they go? Yeah, twelfth best super super coach scoring side, so not great. And I really don't see much improvement in them. Um, I, I think there's some value here that will sort of talk about. I like that, that's there, the best attacking players
1: injured for half a season, right?
2: Yeah, Dewey. Look, and to be honest, I had Dewey up in in my ranks early on, and, and the more that I've gone through the preseason, I'm just sliding him further and further away from him because I, to be honest. You know, and this is just me and my opinion and what I think happens at the Tigers. But I think Jackson Hastings locks down that six. I think Dewey comes back into the side. I think he moves to center. You'll have Jackson Hastings and then Dewey on that right center. And depending on how... Uh, Hastings kicks, look he's not a great kicker, but if he's slotting them okay, I don't think they'll give the extra pressure to Dewey coming back from that ACL, so there's a real possibility here that Dewey comes back from his ACL and he plays centre and doesn't goal kick, which is, that just puts him out of contention for me at all in your draft.
1: um, Which knee did he do his ACL
3: on? I don't know, Guru, do you know that? You just had the fucking physio on for two and a half hours, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, oh no. Ph- physio, physio,
1: physio was physio was pretty upfront about it at the outset, and he said, "Look, the the, depth, the type of game that um, that Dewey plays, it's not conducive to coming back from an ACL. He's going to have a very downtick in performance, and oh, he's not going anywhere near. him. Um, and look, I am not one to disagree." And if, especially when you're talking about this is the this is the second ACL that he's done in three years. The re-injury rate it's it's up to thirty percent. And look, I, I don't. It's on the same knee as well. So I am. Oh, see, Gary, you
2: tried to catch Walker out there with the the Brian stuff, but you know he's he's a steel trap Walker.
1: And, and at, the, at the end of the day, because it's on his left left knee, and he's a right right leg kicker think that he's going to be kicking even when he comes back because the rotation that's going to be required for kicking, I don't think he's going to be coming back kicking personally.
3: You don't even know your fucking lefts and rights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was giving you the opportunity to offer something in this chat but looks, nah, looks like I'm on that. his offer and everything.
2: You've nailed that, Walker. Well done. Fucking Thanks. an A+. plus. Well done. Guru, so, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Because I, I have heard you talk about Jackson Hastings. I think you're of the same mind where there's a big possibility here that he keeps the six.
3: Yeah, I, I personally think he will keep the six. If you have a look at the Tigers' early run, you take out the Melbourne game, which realistically you're playing a Melbourne side missing a heap of troops. So, um, I mean, I'm not tipping the Tigers to fucking win that game, but I don't think it'll be a landslide like it probably should be. Still, could be though. I don't. I won't put anything past the Tigers. But you have a look at the draw after that. I think it's like Warriors, Titans, Cowboys, something along those lines. I I just drop out Hey, sweet Oh sorry uh, You have a look at that draw Past that moment Past that first week uh, And I think it's a pretty good run And I think Hastings will Lock down that sixth jersey As you guys said I think Dewey will, will return at centre And Jacko I, I believe he's dual position So that is a huge is. plus Massive Yeah
2: yeah and Where I, do you take him Guru?
3: Uh, mate, it, honestly, it probably depends on the makeup of the rest of my side. Um, if I if I don't have any halves, I, I would take him as high as round five or round six. But I'm pretty confident on him. I, I think he's going to do well. There is a lot of uh, mystery with how he's going to go and everything. But I, I had him a couple of years ago when he was at the Roosters, and fuck, he was solid. He just uh, he, he would mm. just knock out forty five to fifty a week. I'm pretty confident he is a new footballer now. Um, I think the game is much more suited to the way that he plays. I know for a fact that uh, Madge is a very big fan of him. And I know that Jacko is a big fan of Madge as well. So I think he will be one of the favourites there as well. Um, I also think that no matter probably how poorly he goes, it'll still be like... no, No matter how he plays, I still think it'll be... Luke Brooks's fault, and I, I've got a feeling that if Madge is going to turn on one of them, it'll be Brooksy before he turns on Jacko. He really is a big fan of him, so I'm confident uh, that he plays a big role for the Tigers this year. And as much as he might not, you know, brain it and be and you know a seventy or eighty point player, I think he can be a fifty-five to sixty with a lot of upsides against uh, some of the bottom teams. Without looking at, at their run home, I know that they've got. The Roosters in the back end. I'm not sure what the other matchups are like, but um, Cowboy, what do they got? Um, they've got?
1: They've got round 24. They got the Dragons, and round 25 they got the Raiders. Raiders. So, yeah. look, the Dragons as a finals game, fuck, how good is that? Be
3: yeah. It's just the weeks before that they have got the Chooks, and they have got the Sharkies. So um, mm. yeah, and I mean, as much as you know, like they their run home is Dragons and Raiders. I mean, God knows what these three footy sides are going to look like by that point. I mean, you know, if we would have done this podcast last year, you would have said, hey, the Tigers play Canterbury in round 25, fucking load up. They got beaten a million to nil. So, um, yeah, I I, I like Jacko. I think he's a good value guy. I would drop him down a little bit if he didn't have the duel. I think he will goal kick. Uh, I know he wants to goal kick and he's expecting to goal kick as well. Yeah. so, yeah, I am I like Jacko. I think he'll have a good season for the Tigers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think you've got to be prepared that Jackson Hastings could have his, you know, a really great season and they could still finish 12th. I think that's just the reality of the Tigers. The
2: thing I like about Jacko is he's a really big body. Um, he's jacked as fucked. Uh, you know, like I think even in those games where the Tigers will struggle, I think his base is going to be still pretty good. Yep. Um, and when you've got that good base, you know, that's a nice little safety blanket in those games where, you know, yeah, you're worried about him and he probably gets 35 which is pretty good for a half that in a side that gets flogged
3: and so. I, I think you'll find with Jacko that he will go out of his way to show people that he's not the guy that they thought he was he will go out of his way to prove to people he's going to roll mm. up his sleeves and have a bit of fuck you a real, yeah he, he's got a bit of fuck you and mate to be honest with you I know people thought he had attitude and everything but even back then and he did have attitude I won't deny that but he would still put his head where you wouldn't want to put your foot you know he was always a tough yeah. little bastard so I I just think he's got a lot to prove. Um, I think when you have a look at him in those West Tigers training pitches, he's a little bit bigger than what people um, Mm. think he is as well. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's surprisingly quite a large lad. So... Uh, yeah, I'm high on him. Uh, it could quite easily blow up in my face. I'm not denying that at all. It comes with a lot of risk. Uh, but, you know, as always with draft and the way that I draft, I always really back my gut feel in. So I'm pretty confident I'll biscuit. end up with Jacko.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's is, it. Is he is a natural left or right half? Um,
3: mate, he played back at the... To do like oh, obviously, from from all of his Super League highlights, he's he's playing both sides of the ruck and he's carving up on both of them. Uh, I would probably argue it's more the left side, um, but mate, even thinking back to some of the stuff he did at the Chooks back in the day, a lot of it was left and right. So, and I uh, I don't think he'll be because I think I
1: think I think Brooks is a bit more left dominant. So I think yeah, he might shuffle into that right side. I'll I, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised. i play both if, sides.
3: Yeah, I, I, I reckon Jacko will play both sides, to be honest with you. I think that okay. Madge likes him enough to give him a bit of a license.
1: Um, yeah. Right. So on, on, on that fact, I've got a bit of a statistical stack.
0: Um,
1: so, a bit of, bit of Jacko. I like a bit of Jacko. And um, top top tier left to RF, Luciano Le Lua. So... He's he's number one in the left two RFs for the strength of schedule and the run home. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on Luciano? Gary?
3: I had him all last year. I was so fucking large on him. I just, oh, man, I just can't see a world where him and Madge are going to get along this year. I just feel like there's been too much war to go under that bridge between him signing with the Cowboys and his brother, Karen, on like a complete and utter fucking flip. I just I don't know. I, I'm worried about Luch. I was huge on him heading into last season. There was moments in games last year where he was taking him off and, you know, r- resting him for uh for minutes, but then injuries and stuff happened, so it sort of forced him back into an eighty minute role. I just I mean, last year what did he average? Sixty two. I personally don't think he's gonna average more than that and my my gut feel and my history experience on Late Lewis tells me that if he's out of there next year. I, it's probably not something I want to have a slice of, to be honest with you.
1: I mean, you can't judge Luciano on what his brother did, seriously. But I 100% agree. I, I think, yeah, it, it's going to be tough because Madge is definitely a, um, the type of guy to change things up like that. And when you got a guy like Sean Bloor in the wings, that's a bit of a worry. Well, he's and got an ACL now. Does he have an ACL? When did that happen? He's got two of them, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah no, nah, hey. but he um he no, he did himself
1: over last
3: week, and I mean, Mark. yeah, we're hearing that the other guy, I think it's lucky or something. Um, there's another second role there that could go, um, c- could move quickly. But I might, I also wouldn't be surprised if Laidlaw ends up, um, at at uh, at the Cowboys. Oh. By the end, of the yeah. yeah oh, no. I mean, oh, I don't have any mail on that or anything. It just, I'm sorry, would would the narrative That's an interesting? Trait, yeah,
1: no, it would. Yeah, no, 100%. What about
2: this, boys? What about Tyrone Peachy? Do you think he, he yeah. plays 14? Do you think he comes in and plays 13 and moves Alex Twall up to the front row?
1: I think he's I mean, a better 13, to be fair. Oh, 100%. He, 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 offers, he offers a lot as utility, though.
2: And obviously, he's dual, you know, CTW, 2RF, um, which is sexy as fuck. I just think there could be value there in Tyrone Peachy if he does get the minutes and he moves into that 13 spot. Guru?
3: Yeah, I think he will play 13. Oh, fuck, I hope he does anyway. Good God. But no image. God knows. And I just think, I don't know, I... Tyrone and Madge, it just doesn't seem like a good pairing to me. No, not um, at all.
1: Jesus. I'm surprised they, they targeted him. Uh,
3: yeah. But he, he's, he's the end of a list of about seven blokes in the last three years. I'm surprised that they've targeted um, the way that they train, the way that Madge seemingly forces them to push through injuries time and time again. I just don't know mm. how it's going to sit with peach, to be honest with you. And, you know, people said at the back end of last year, I was playing 5-8 and he was killing it. You know, he was playing really good footy, but, I mean, he still didn't score over 60 in any of those games. He went 33 in another one. So, I don't know. I just... and I mean, his scores went when he was playing 13 for the Titans at the start of the year were pretty solid. But, I mean, defensively, there are issues there. And, you know, I, yeah. I, Madge isn't afraid to swap and change his team. And he's moved one of his most consistent guys in Alex Twoll out of that spot. There are a heap of front rowers. So I I just, I could see a world where Tyrone Peachy ends up as the 14. I can see a world where Tyrone Peachy ends up at centre. I mean, they're already short on centres.
1: I think centre, they've got two injuries at centre. Well, three if you count Kapoa. Yeah. And yeah, I I think he starts the season at centre and I think he he, then gravitates towards that utility role. Because look, The game's changed in that, like the ball playing back row, the ball playing block is is the be all and end all. But I just think with the team makeup that they've got, I think you can't you can't not have Twal in the starting side. But then you've got Udo Kamano and Tamo. It's they're going to be running with those throughout it.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: I think Peach will be a bit of a trap. I just, I, I can't mm. see a world where in two years' time, Tyron Peachy is still playing for Michael Maguire. I just, I can't see this relationship working out. To be honest with you, Couldn't agree is there more. any
2: value plays in this in this side? Like, is there anyone in this side that you're looking at? No. Like... Oh, straight I mean. up, straight
1: up. He got an average of fifty-three last season. You can't tell me that he's not going to beat that. Why are you yelling?
3: God. God, calm down. Yeah, so, sorry. I,
1: um, I get, I get, I get heated up after my boy Nofo.
3: Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I, I think there will be value in Nofo just because of where he will go. But I even think with value, you're strapping yourself in for some disappointment. To be honest with you, I just
1: you, you draft him on the basis of oh, I think he's going to go um, 55 to 60. You're going to get some some level of value. Yep. There are going to be people that go hard on him, thinking he's going to get back to that 65 average. They don't have the team makeup for that to happen. So, and with the injuries as well. So, oh, I, I, I,
3: and I'm just talking of vibe here. I haven't got his stats up in front of me, but I feel like he's dropped off a lot in base too. Have you guys got any numbers on that?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's oh, he, he, he's didn't, he didn't hit base. He didn't hit over 40 in base at any point last season. And that's yeah, right. almost unheard of for him. So, I feel like the work rate's gone down a bit. I don't know whether that's to do with like the Madge factor or whatever, but yeah, it's, he seemed like a different player to, uh, at some points in last season.
3: One guy that I would throw out as a potential little bit of value, uh, Luke Garner. I don't mind Garner. I think he'll be an 80 minute player for the Tigers. You look at him last season and, you know, finished the season with a 48 average. Um, It took him five games until he scored over 48. So he's run, you know, his last, um, you know, 10 or 12 weeks of the season would be pretty good. He also had, his last game of the season where he scored 11 uh, from an injury-affected game. So I haven't done the numbers myself, but I would imagine his real average once you take out his first few games and when he actually started playing 80 minutes, I think it would be up around the 55 to 60 mark. Um, and yeah. if he ends and up... no one's looking at him. No one's looking at him. No one's looking at him uh, at all. Uh, not at all. Um, what
2: about the centres, Guru? Like this Gildart and Kyle, you know, like I don't know much about him. Have you got any,
3: you know, sort of... Word on them Uh, I I think that's going to be a trial job for you mate I think you've got to keep an eye on them Especially Gildart I'm not uh, I know that Jackson Hastings is very high on Gildart Uh, I'm not buying it just yet Um, I I also can't see a world where Jackson Hastings Takes a club teammate from England And comes to the West Tigers And says that he's no good you know Um, So I'm not buying too heavily into what Jacko said there about Gildard it'll be interesting to see how he goes Um, I look at him right now and think he might be a little bit undersized but I remember thinking the same thing about Johnny Bateman um, and I drafted Mm. him anyway and it ended up being a fucking accidental masterstroke almost so I just I just don't think Gildart's gonna be the same sort of guy this William Kai, he's got big raps on him Um, he's one to keep an eye on in trials I really haven't seen a heap of him but I did um I did the r- Rookies to Watch on, on Bloke at a Bar the other day, and I, I reckon I got five or six messages from Tigers fans saying, hey, you forgot about this kid. So um, he's one to keep an eye on in trials, see how he goes. Um, yeah. I I, I mean, I, I think Dewey has to take one of those spots eventually where, mm. I mean, obviously what you said about Brian talking down Dewey makes it interesting, but... Where do you think he goes? Does I I probably think people go overs on him a little Bitter. bit. I mean, I I personally, from having no knowledge of his injury and you know even thinking about how it impacted him, I wouldn't have expected Brian to be that heavy on him. So if people haven't heard that podcast, essentially, um, I I don't think they'd be as worried about him as as what we probably are um, having that oh. knowledge.
1: I think th- I think this is the point to say. Look, you, you got to go go on to right now. Go onto the Insta page of aneral physio and sign up to the Patreon. Get, have a look at he's done a he's done a write up for most of the players, especially injury affected players. There's a massive write up on Dewey, and yeah, it's it goes into in, detail. It goes it goes into detail and it gives you the reasons um, why you should look, but it also relates to the, um, the injury side. To the supercoach output and like that that's been massive and, and it has actually helped us understand a bit um in talking with um brian really what the impacts of certain injuries are because some of them like don't, don't have an impact to performance but ones like acl obviously have a massive massive impact and coming coming from two acls in the last three years is massive on the same knee so i, I think biggest trap of the season is, is possibly going to be Dewey after speaking with Brian.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's got real potential to be that sort of guy. Mm. Mm.
2: For me in the Tigers, like I'm pretty big on Stefano Udicamano. I think his values dropped uh, throughout the preseason with everyone talking about him. And this happens a lot where classic players talk up um, guys because of their price and their output and stuff, and it fucks it for draft players. And that sort of happened with Stefano. I'm really big on Jackson Hastings. I think he is in the category for me of that gamble that I'm willing to take, that sort of Connor Watson player that I'll probably reach for a little bit because I'm quite big on him. Um, but outside of that, I'm not really big on anyone. I do like the Luke Garner call from you, Guru. I think he's a guy that you can get really late in your draft, maybe yep. even on your bench. and I love that so but outside that guys is there anyone else you want to talk about in the targets
3: there's one more name I want to throw out there and I mean it is just a stats call and stats call alone but I think a lot of people will, you know, there's not many halfbacks to pick. I think a lot of people will be
1: off Luke Brooks. I You're mean, not going to say Luke Brooks, eh? Hey? Oh, well, mate, okay. I mean,
3: he finished last year with a 54 average. Um, I mean, Jacko could, could help his game out quite a bit. It might mean that he's mm-hmm. not yeah. the main guy anymore. I mean, um, you have a look at his run home and it was pretty shit, but I mean, he went 57, 43, 32, 44. If, if people leave... Luke Brooks for ages because they don't want anything to do with him. I think you could do much fucking worse. Like, he'll probably be, you know, the 10th, 11th, 12th halfback picked. And if people leave him to the back end, I mean, there there is a real reality for me that you end up there. Like, in my competition, I wouldn't be shocked if there's four or five guys that go into my competition thinking, I'm not going to draft a halfback. I'm just going to leave it. And, mate, Luke Brooks could sit there until pick 13, pick 14. And then all oh, of a sudden, yeah. I think it's worth, he's just one to keep nice, an eye on. If you don't have a halfback,
1: I um, think we, had, I think we, in the halfback rub, I think we had Brooks be down at uh, pick 12 out of the halfbacks. There you go, yeah. look, when you take into account, you, there's a, there's a fair few jewels in there out and out halfbacks. He is making that top 10. So yeah, look, to be honest, whoop. Okay. Here's, here's a question without that notice. Would you take Luke Brooks? Or would you take Toby Sexton first, or Jackson Hastings first? Toby Sexton
2: uh, and Jackson Hastings.
1: Yeah, I definitely take the, the, those two before I take Butchie. Yeah. Um So where, where would you take? Who would you take first out of Sexton and Hastings? Hastings. Yeah, yeah. I'd go. I think, Hastings. I, think the, I think the the history is with with um, with Hastings. So look, yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a place for him in the team. And look, we we spoke a little bit earlier about. Um, auto-emergencying ahead of um, taking Verils. I think, yeah, there's enough there's enough upside in Brooks's game to probably go for him, and he doesn't have too many low, low games in him.
2: I can't wait to run my eye over your team, Guru, after your draft and you've got Moylan and,
3: and, and Luke Brooks in your
2: halves. That'll be a laugh. Yeah, oh. no, look,
3: I, I probably... Personally, <laughs> I don't think there's a world where I end up with Luke Brooks. I'll, I'll back myself to find something on the waiver throughout the year, but I think that if you are someone that's a little bit more worried about that situation and you look around the room and there's four other dudes that are going, fuck it, I'm going to leave halfback, I think you could do worse. And it's, I mean, if you do get in pick, you know, around 12, 13, I mean, it does save you a lot of headaches on the waiver. Why? You might only, you know, even if he averages 45, like it's still going to be hard to find a 45 averaging halfback oh, yeah. on the waiver. So something to think about. It's going to be, it's going to have to be the right... The right situation for you, in the right spot for you to end up in there, but
2: values, value. I wouldn't put
3: the red sharpie through him completely, you know.
2: No, nah, that's nah. it. And like, if you, if you pick him up that late and he averages fifty, I mean, that's value, isn't it?
3: Yeah, mate. I, I if he averages forty five at halfback, that's value for me, you know. True. True. true oh, but, true.
1: but but didn't he get like uh, WM halfback of the year one year? <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on from
2: that. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, that'll do, boys. That's the black book in the books. Done and dusted. We've gone through every team. We've dribbled on about every single team. Even the even the subpar teams like Tigers and Cowboys. We dribbled on for 20 for 30 yeah. minutes. a piece on them. There are so some nuggets
1: in there. There are some teams to, to
2: go through, guys. And as always, Guru, thank you so much for coming on but don't go too far because we will have you back on again next week for a little surprise podcast.
3: Oh, what have you got for us?
2: No, oh, we can't tell you now, mate. A little
3: surprise oh, rub. A little surprise, a little surprise, surprise rub. rub. I like
2: that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like my favorite of the rub. rubs. It's like when you're getting a rub down and they accidentally <laughs> touch a testicle and you go, "Oh, it's one of those rubs." All right, uh-huh. let's go. We're on
3: here.
1: Or is is the 20? <laughs>
3: Oh, God. Thanks for coming on, bro. No, thank you, boys. Appreciate it as always.
1: Awesome times.
3: See you, bro.